0: Only Father, we are thankful and grateful this afternoon. Lord, we thank you for your Holy Spirit. We thank you for the anointing that is upon my life. Lord, we are grateful to gather at your feet to hear your word. This afternoon, we pray, Lord, that you speak to our hearts. We love you, Jesus. We cherish you and we adore you. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Clap your hands together for the Lord, and you may be seated. Wonderful. Okay. Well, this afternoon, I, um, as I told you last week, we um, concluded our message on how to preach salvation, and today... I want to share with you a very important message. Tell your neighbor, this is a very important message. This is a very important message. Ask your neighbor, do you know what the message is? You know what, the message is. what is your answer? No. <laughs> well, today I want to share with you, I want to share with you for a few weeks about loyalty and disloyalty. <laughs> One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten people are excited about my topic. The whole church is excited. Clap your hands together for the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. And particularly, we want to talk about the things that cause the work of God to cease, the things that stop the work of God. Have any of you agree that we need to know about the things that can cause even our beautiful church to stop going on? Hallelujah. It is the same thing that has caused many, many churches to cease operating. It has caused many, many churches to disintegrate. And it's the same tricks that the enemy uses to destroy churches. And we ought to know about them. Hallelujah. Now, you also will realize that loyalty is not only required in the church. Isn't that so? Loyalty is a very important aspect of any successful relationship or any successful organization. Loyalty is required. Hallelujah. Without loyalty, no relationship will survive. No organization will survive without loyalty. And every one of us, everybody wants loyalty. Everyone wants loyalty. Whether you voice it out or you don't, you expect loyalty. Hallelujah. You expect loyalty from your employers. And your employers also expect loyalty from you. Hallelujah. We expect loyalty in every relationship. That we have. We expect loyalty with our friends. We expect loyalty when we are beloved someone. When someone promises to marry you, you expect that person to be loyal. Amen. You expect that person to be faithful. Hallelujah. Loyalty is when a person is unchanging. When a person says something and sticks to it. No matter the changing conditions. No matter what is changing, no matter what is going on, that person does not change. That is loyalty. Hallelujah. And we all expect loyalty, don't we? If you marry someone, you expect the person to be loyal to you, don't you? You expect loyalty from your wife. You expect loyalty from your husband. Amen. The lack of loyalty or when the presence of disloyalty brings a lot of confusion and a lot of uncertainty in relationships. When you are married and there is no loyalty in the relationship. You don't have security in a relationship. Isn't that so? Why do we have all kinds of passwords on our phones? We have passwords on our phones and on every application. And even when you are home. When you are home with your wife or with your husband and your phone is open you turn it off so that the password you need a password to open it up again it's because of disloyalty or the lack of loyalty you are not comfortable that your wife or your husband can get into your phone some husbands don't leave their phones around at all they carry their phones wherever they go they carry their phones in the bathroom when they are taking a shower, they have their phones with them. And then they put their phones on a shower store. Just in case your wife will have access to your phone. I heard of a story about a husband who has a password on his phone. And so the wife never gets access to the phone. So one day the man was sleeping and the wife picked up the phone and she tried everything, it would not open. So she came up with an idea that perhaps, you know now you have all kinds of ways to open your phone, you can use your finger or, and if you use this thumb, it's different. Or you use this one, it's different. So the husband was sleeping and the wife picked up the phone and the wife would take the husband's finger and he will, she will put it on the thing, the place to open the phone. She tried this finger, it didn't open. She tried the next finger, it didn't open. She tried the third finger, it didn't open. And she tried all five fingers on the right hand. Then she went on the left hand and tried all the fingers. So the man was not sleeping, but he <laughs> pretended to be sleeping. So he would just allow the wife to just use the fingers and then you touch this and touch that and touch that and they were not working so the wife took the man's socks off and she went to the toes she tried the first toe the second toe the third toe the fifth toe it didn't work went to the left one and tried everything it didn't work so she got angry and she put the phone down and she lay down and then the husband laughed he wake up he woke up and laughed he says, you think you can catch me? <laughs> so he took the phone and then he took the cat. And it was the cat's paws that was supposed to open the phone. <laughs> but the wife they didn't think about that one. Please, husbands, I'm not teaching you new tricks. I'm not teaching you new tricks. To now lock your phones with your cat paws and your dog crosses and your dog tongues. Amen. But we all expect loyalty in our relationships. So that we don't have to go through this. So that we have peace in our relationships. Isn't that so? We all expect loyalty. Companies expect loyalty. They expect that when they are hiring you, you will be loyal to the company. In fact, when they are interviewing you, one of the Things they are really looking for is your loyalty. That you are going to be with a company. Isn't that so? So everyone, loyalty has become very popular these days. These days we have all kinds of programs that encourage loyalty. Companies have all kinds of loyalty rewards. If you've been with a company for a while, they give you some awards. They reward you. So loyalty, you see people are beginning to now know but God knew for long ago that loyalty is a vital aspect of our survival as a group, as a, a couple as a church hallelujah, some companies like airline companies reward their customers with loyalty awards isn't that so, sometimes you see all kinds of emails that is rewarding you for your loyalty means that you choose them. In all situations, you choose to fly with them. Isn't that so? And then when you go to the airport, even to board the plane, they put some small carpets in a place for people who are loyal to them. And they say, this is a priority boarding for our loyal members. And then you see people walk on this short carpet with certain pride for being loyal. you know, And they carry their, their briefcase, and uh, whatever it is and then they wheel for a short carpet but they feel good about themselves and the company does that and then you will see a long line of people in one row and there's no one here but you see one gentleman or one lady just walks in briskly with a um a suitcase and then walks on that short carpet to board the same plane that you are going in sometimes the person is going to sit next to you but she walked on the loyalty carpet which you didn't get to walk on it because loyalty is rewarded it's important isn't that so yes so companies expect loyalty amen and God also expects and rewards loyalty in the church amongst his people God rewards loyalty God expects loyalty hallelujah in 1 Corinthians chapter 4 and verse 2 this is God's expectation of stewards he says it is required in stewards that a man be found faithful another word for loyalty is faithfulness that a man be found faithful, hallelujah I'm preaching from a very wonderful book written by our father called loyalty and disloyalty And every Christian should have one. Every pastor should have one. Every assistant pastor should have one. Not just have one, but read it. Every Christian should read it. It's a very wonderful book. It's a bestseller. Worldwide bestseller. And all time has been a bestseller. And it continues to be a bestseller. Hallelujah. And so I want all of you to have copies of this book. We're going to share from this book at least one of the chapters for some few weeks, and I believe he's going to bless you. Amen. So, it, the Bible says, it is required in stewards, in stewards, that a man be found faithful. We are stewards. We are God's stewards. And the Bible says, it is a requirement. Look at the scripture. Go to verse 1 first. Verse 1. It says, let a man show account of us, as of the ministers of Christ and stewards of the mysteries of God let a man look upon us as the ministers of Christ that means the servants of God we should let men look upon us as ministers of Christ and then he says and stewards of the mysteries of God the mysteries of God are the words of God that we share the promises of God and we are stewards. When you are a steward, it means you are charged to take care of something. You will become a caretaker. Isn't that so? So he says, and stewards of the mysteries of God, and stewards of the mysteries of God. That means God is expecting His servants to be faithful, to be, to he says, and stewards are to be caretakers of His promises, of His mysteries the mysteries of God not to change it to your own way or to now teach it in a different way but he says you must be stewards you must be caretaker of my mysteries then he says moreover 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 that means in addition it is required in stewards now this is not even just talking about stewards of the mysteries of God but generally stewards when you are charged with anything, when you are responsible for keeping anything, it is required first in stewards that a man be found faithful. That you be found faithful. So God expects faithfulness or loyalty from us. Amen. Hallelujah. Are you understanding what I'm sharing with you? And God rewards loyalty. Matthew chapter 25 and verse 21. Matthew chapter 25 and verse 21 he says his Lord said unto him well done thou good servant is it well done thou good servant thou good servant that plays the drums very well that sings in a church very well thou good servant that is always in a church He says well done thou good and faithful servant well done thou good and faithful servant Thou hast been faithful over a few things. Or you have been loyal over a few things. I will reward you. I will make thee ruler over many things. Enter thou into the joy of thy Lord. This is the famous saying that we are all expecting to hear from the Lord. At the end, when he calls us or when he comes, this is the famous statement that every Christian is dreaming to hear on the day that the Lord comes or on the day that we meet the Lord. Hallelujah. And so we are expecting the reward of God, and this reward, it comes to those who are loyal or those who are faithful. Hallelujah. Now, you must understand that commitment to the church is not the same as being loyal to the church. Do you understand? Commitment to the church is not the same as being loyal to the church. Commitment to God is not the same as being loyal to God. Commitment to the house of God is not the same as being loyal. See, when you are committed, a lot of you are committed members. You have been here for many years. You have been here, nothing is changing, nothing is moving you away it means you are committed to the church no matter what happens this is your church do you understand but when situations happen it can change your loyalty not your commitment there are some of you who are still committed you still come to church all the time but your heart is not with the church do you understand because certain things change in your life now when things change in your life And no matter what they change, you still remain committed and you still remain as you are, your heart towards the church. Then you have loyalty to the church. Are you understanding what I'm sharing with you? So you can be committed but not loyal. Amen. But this loyalty, it can only be found in committed members. This loyalty can only be identified with committed members. We don't talk about loyalty about people who just once in a while they just visit us. Isn't that so? We don't expect their loyalty. We don't expect because they are not committed. They are not committed to our church and we don't expect loyalty from someone who just passes by every now and then. No. Or we cannot even expect loyalty from someone who just joined us. You can say you are a disloyal person. Do you understand? But disloyalty is amongst those who are committed. Amen. And we don't teach about loyalty just because some people are becoming some way. That is not the reason why we teach loyalty. Do you understand? That is, we don't teach loyalty because we are identifying some people who are becoming some way. That is not the time we teach loyalty. Now, ask your neighbor, do you know what is some way? Ask your neighbor, do you know when a person becomes some way? Do you understand what it means? It means your behavior is some way. It is our church vocabulary. But I look in a dictionary and there's some way. In a modern English dictionary, some way that you are really some way. Amen. Amen. So we teach, just I want your mind here. I am introducing this subject to you and I want all of you to really get this introduction very well. It's very important. Okay. Do I have your attention? Wonderful. So, we don't teach loyalty and disloyalty when people are becoming someone. We teach loyalty so that our most committed members, our most, the strongest members, our most foundational members, our strong pillars, we teach them loyalty before they become disloyal. And we teach them loyalty so they do not become disloyal. Hallelujah. Because These are the people who are targets for disloyalty. These are the people who the enemy targets to make disloyal. When they are strong, when they have foundation, when they are committed, you become a target for disloyalty. Hallelujah. It's like vaccination, for instance. You see, we don't wait until you are sick before we give you vaccination. If we wait until you are sick to give you vaccination, it doesn't work. If you get the disease already, vaccination does not work. In fact, if you are sick and you receive vaccination, it can kill you. Because at that time, you are down. Your immune system is down. And vaccination introducing something that looks like the disease or is, like, is, is the disease in a very small doses in a small amount, into your body, then you develop antibodies to fight the disease when it really comes fully to attack you. That is vaccination. Do you understand what I'm sharing with you? Doctor, isn't that so? This is not how it works. Yes. So that is vaccination. When you give a dose of it, sometimes it makes you sick a little bit. But it has benefits. It is going to benefit you. That is also how the teaching of loyalty is. If we wait until you are down, if we wait until you have become some way and the enemy has gotten you and we give you this dose of loyalty and disloyalty, it can kill you. It can make you leave, It can put you down. So we don't wait until you are becoming some way. We teach you this royalty when you are most happiest in the church. When you are strongest in the church. When you feel there is me share in the church. When you are enjoying the church. And when we teach that, sometimes it will make you sick a little bit. It's unpleasant. You see, when we are giving you vaccination, we have to give you with a needle. The needle hurts. But there is a benefit for it. Do you understand what I'm sharing with you? There is benefit for it. So if you endure the pain, you realize that it's going to benefit you greatly. Amen. Amen. So that is why we teach loyalty. Hallelujah. It is to protect you from becoming disloyal. 1 Corinthians chapter 10 and verse 12. Are you with me? It says, Wherefore, let him that thinketh he standeth take heed lest he fall. Let him that thinketh he standeth take heed lest he fall. That means let the person who feels strong, when you feel committed, when you feel strong and you feel you are faithful, the Bible says take heed at that time. Take heed, you particularly, take heed lest you fall. That means be aware that you can fall. Amen. That is why we teach loyalty. Because, you see, when we are strong, when we are strong, the enemy does not leave us alone. When we are committed, the enemy does not leave us alone. When the enemy tested Jesus, when he tempted him, he felt that he was very strong. And he came again and tested him. And he still was strong and tested him again and felt very strong. So he left him, and the Bible says, for a season. For a season. This is the ways of the enemy. This is the ways of your enemy. And my enemy. Hallelujah. This is how the enemy removes you. From a church. Or removes you from your marriage. Or removes you from a friendship. This is how he does it. When you feel so strong. He goes and then he comes again. He goes and then he comes again. To see when you are least or you, are, you open the smallest door, then you will enter. Hallelujah. I'm introducing the message to you this afternoon. Are you enjoying the introduction? Job chapter 1. Job chapter 1 and verse 6. Job chapter 1 and verse number 6. Are you coming along with me? It says, Now there was a day when the sons of God came to present themselves before the Lord and Satan came also among them. When the sons of God came to present themselves before the Lord, have you come to present yourself before the Lord? Isn't that why you dress nicely when you are coming to present yourself before the Lord? When the children of God came to present themselves before the Lord, Satan also came. So Satan follows us to the church. Amen. The next verse, it says, And the Lord said unto Satan, You see, when the children gathered, they didn't see the conversation. They didn't hear. But the Lord said unto Satan, Whence comest thou? Whence comest thou? That means, where are you coming from? Where are you coming from? Then Satan answered the Lord and said, From going to and fro in the earth and walking up and down in it. So, I don't know what position of the earth you are in. Whether it is here or there, he is going to and fro. Whether you are up or down, he is going up and down. So, wherever you are, Satan is roaming. Do you understand So he says, he went to and then he went fro. That means he went to back where he started from. Do you see? Why is he doing that? So when he passes you, he came to, when he's coming back, he'll meet you again. And he will check on you. And then he will go to and he'll go fro. And then he'll go up and down in the earth. He will go to and fro And going up and down. Satan is always going to and fro. And going up and down. Always moving. Always moving. Hallelujah. Always moving. So the Bible also says you also. You ought to be vigilant. You have to be vigilant. You have to be sober. Means that you have to be aware. You have to be awake. You have to be alert to disloyalty. And conscious of disloyalty. Pastor, we just had a beautiful birthday for you and now you are preaching loyalty and disloyalty to us. Tell your neighbor, we need it. We need it. Say, I need it. I need it. Amen. Now listen to that conversation. And the conversation. And the Lord said unto Satan, Has thou considered my servant Job? Has thou considered my servant Job that there is none like him in the earth, a perfect and an upright man, one that feared God and eschewed evil. Do you see? So God was betting on Satan's loyalty. Are you understanding what I'm sharing with you? God was putting um, Job. I'm talking about Job. God was betting on Job's loyalty. God was betting on Job, putting Job's loyalty on the line. He says, have you considered my servant Job? Have you considered my servant Job? As you are going to and fro, up and down, have you considered my servant Job that there is none like him? In the earth, a perfect and an upright man, one that feareth God and escheweth evil. Then Satan answered the Lord and said... You know, Satan is very rude. You know, rude people, they answer questions with questions. You know, when you ask them questions, they, ask, they also ask you a question to answer your question. Do you realize that? Or you've not seen a person like that? When you ask them a question, they also ask you a question. They won't answer your question. They throw a question to you. You see? So, Satan answered the Lord... And said, Does Job fear you for nothing? It means you say, Have you considered my servant Job? He's an upright man who has evil, one lives upright, and so on and so forth. And then Satan said, But does Job serve you for nothing? Then Satan answered the Lord and said, Doth Job fear God for nothing? Does he fear you for nothing? Is it for nothing that Job is fear? I mean, has fear such? honor and fear for you, has not thou, now I want you to listen to this. You see, Satan knows the reward of loyalty. He knows how loyalty can protect you. He says, has not thou made an hedge about him and about his house and about all that he hath on every side Thou hast blessed the work of his hands. And his substance is increased in the land. This is God's testimony about Job that he's an upright man. One that fears God. One that if I put him in your hand, you can try him. No matter how you change conditions around him, this man is not going to change. And Satan knows that when a person li- is like that, when God finds a person like that, God builds a hedge around him. God blesses the works of his hand. God blesses the work of that person. When you touch something, that thing becomes a blessing. Though you are a security guard, you see that you have wealth that people don't understand. It's not because of your job, but God blesses the works of your hand. Whatever you set your hand to do, God blesses it. And it's because of your righteousness, because of your faithfulness, because of your loyalty and Satan is aware of that he says you protect you build a hedge about him and about his house for your loyalty may there be a hedge run about you may the Lord build a hedge about you about your house about your family about your children and about everything that you have he says thou hast blessed the work of his hands may the Lord bless the works of your hands Whatever you set your hand to do, let it prosper in the name of Jesus because of your loyalty. And he says, and you have, he says, thou hast blessed the work of his hands, and his substance is increased in the land. His substance is increased in the land. But put forth thine hand now. That means change the conditions now. You want to see Job's loyalty? Change the conditions now. Change things around him. Let there be a little agitation in the church. Let there be a little offense in the church. Let there be a little unhappiness. Let someone step on somebody's toes in the church. Then you will see if you are thinking of Job as a loyal person, change conditions around. And so God was putting Job's loyalty to test. He said, but put forth thine hand now and touch all that he hath, and he will curse thee with thy face. You will see that the man is not that loyal. Are you understanding the message so far? And the Lord said, look at the bed. And the Lord said, behold, all that he had is in thy power. I know my servant. I know how loyal he is. I can change everything about him. I can remove everything that he has. I can agitate his life. He said, behold, all that he had is, pow- is in thy power. Only upon himself put not forth thine hand. So Satan went from, forth from the presence of the Lord, and he dealt with Job very well. Hallelujah. Now, can God bet on your loyalty? Can God bet also on your loyalty? Can God say that no matter what is happening, he will be in church? No matter what is happening, she will be in church. No matter what is happening, she will be singing. No matter what is happening, she will be projecting. Can God say that about you? That no matter what is happening, she will be teaching the children. No matter what is happening, if that is her assignment, she's going to show up. Can God also say that about you? Can God make a bet about your loyalty? You see, do you see why some people, the works of their hands are not blessed? God cannot put your loyalty to test. Amen. Some people, there's no hedge around you because God cannot put your loyalty to test. Can God put your loyalty to test? Ask your neighbor, can God bet on your loyalty? Or Satan will say, oh, give him a job and then you will see if he's loyal or not. Give him a job. Give her a job. Give her some living and see if she's loyal to you. You say, no matter what is happening, she will be in church. Give her a job and see. That is what Satan is saying about you. Give her some small promotion and see. Give her a new husband and see. Give her a baby and see. Is somebody understanding what I'm sharing with you? Some of you, God is saying, uh, Satan is saying, change the weather and see. Let Let the cold come small and see. If they are loyal or not. Amen. Is somebody understanding what I'm sharing with you? Yeah. You see, someone, God is saying, change his distance and see. That he will still be playing. You see, Can God say that about you? If we put you to live 80 miles away and you are paying tolls and coming, can God say that about you? Move him, move her to this place. Bless her, bless her with a house 80 miles away and see. Can God say that about you? Ask your neighbor, can God say that about you? So you see why there are certain people, there is no blessing in their lives. Because God knows that the day that he blesses you, Satan will bring that thing and it will make you a disloyal person. Wow. Hallelujah. Are somebody understanding what I'm sharing with you? Yeah. Some of you, you are tired a little bit, your disloyalty is gone. You must have eight hours of your sleep. But God is building his church. And he needs faithful people. He needs loyal people to build his church. Hallelujah. Matthew chapter 18, and 16 and verse 18. Matthew chapter 16 and verse 18. Jesus said, And I say also unto thee that thou art Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell. Shall not prevail against it. I will build my church. And the gates of hell. Shall not prevail against it. Hallelujah. Now that should tell you. That the gate of hell. Is what rises up. To stand against. Building the church of God. He says. I will build my church. And the gates of hell. Shall not prevail against it. Amen. So it is the gates of hell that rises against the church of God whenever it is in the process of building. Whenever God is building his church, whenever God is increasing his church, what stands against it, what prevails against it is the gate of hell. Hallelujah. Now, we don't know what the gate of hell is. Do you know what the gate of hell is? Do you know what the gate of hell is? But whatever the gate of hell is, it is that which stands against the building of God's church. Hallelujah. But we can safely, all of us, we can safely assume that anything, anything that rises up against building the church of God is the gate of hell. Is it safe to make that assumption? Can we say that anything that stands against building the church of God anything that stands against moving the church of God forward becomes the gate of hell hallelujah now why should you be concerned about this you as a member why should you be concerned about this how many of you want to know why you should be concerned about it say I want to know know. say I am committed member why should I be concerned about this hallelujah Nehemiah chapter 4 I am building a foundation. I am introducing this message to you. Nehemiah chapter 4, and let's read from verse 6. Verse 6. It says, So built we the wall. This is Nehemiah when he had a vision to build the walls of Jerusalem when it was ruined. So he says, So we built the wall, and the wall was joined together unto the half thereof. That means we built it to about half its height. For the people had a mind to work. Say, A mind to work. work. For the people had a mind to work. But it came to pass that when Sambalat and Tobiah And the Arabians and the Ammonites and the Ashodites heard that the walls of Jerusalem were made up and that the breaches began to be stopped. Then they were very rough. Amen. Are you you with me? You know, can you give me some other version like NLT or something like that? And go back to verse 6. He says, At last, the wall was completed to half its height. Now you understand. We have come to your this King James English. It puts you to sleep. Are you awake? Yes. Shake your neighbor and say, Are you awake? Yes. Say you can't miss this part. Yes. Tell your neighbor this pertains to you. Yes. Say you can't miss this part. Yes. Ask your neighbor, Are you committed? Yes. Then this is about you. Yes. Amen it says at last the wall was completed to have its height yeah. around the entire city for the people had worked with enthusiasm but when Sambalat and Tobiah and the Arabs Ammonites and the Ashodites heard that the work was going ahead and the gaps in the walls of Jerusalem were being repaired they were furious they were furious you know, there are people, there are people who are not happy when the church of God is going up. There are people who are not happy because the bronze church has become the way it is now. There are people who are not happy because there is me share in the church. There are people who are not happy because the bronze branch has become recognized today. People are not happy about that. I am sharing with you. There are people who are not happy even when your choir is powerful. Are you understand what I'm sharing with you? You see, you may, not, you may not know. You may not think like that. And you may think that everyone is happy. The Bible says that when the children of God gathered, Satan also came. There are people who come with the children of God who are not happy because the church of God is being built and is going forward. Do you understand? So he said they were furious. Sambalat and Tobiah, they were furious. They all made plans. I want you to listen very carefully. They all made plans to come and fight against Jerusalem and throw us into confusion. They made plans. There are people who are making plans to come and fight us. Not outside, but in Jerusalem. In Jerusalem. Hallelujah. Hallelujah that means the fight does not occur in your homes the fight does not occur outside the fight happens in Jerusalem in the church but we prayed to our God and guarded the city day and night that is why we are teaching loyalty and disloyalty we are guarding our church day and night we are praying and guarding our church Day and night. He said, but we prayed to our God and guarded the city day and night to protect ourselves. This is your church. You need to pray and protect yourself. Amen. Amen. Then the people of Judah began to complain. The workers are getting tired and there is so much rubble to be removed. We will never be able to build the wall by ourselves. Whenever the enemy attacks us, we feel frustration. We get frustrated. Do you see? In the meantime, look at this. Meanwhile, meanwhile, this is a very important part that I want you to take note. Meanwhile, our enemies, who are the enemies? The people who want the church of God to go down. The people who are not happy that the church of God is going on. The enemy is the gate of hell. He says, meanwhile, our enemies were saying, before they know what is happening, we will swoop down on them and kill them and end their work. NIV, please, this verse. This, can you have another verse? I want you to understand the scripture very well. It says, also, our enemies said, before they know it or see us, we will be right there among them and kill them and put an end to the work. We will be right there among them. Do you see anyone who is here who is here to destroy the church? But they are right here among us. Do you understand what I'm sharing with you? Do you understand what I'm sharing with you? It says... Also, our enemy said before they know it or see us, we will be right there among them. Before they know it, we'll be right there amongst them. That means members, members. We are, me- we have become members before they know it. We are within them. Do you understand? But when you look around, you will not see anyone who is here to destroy the church. Now, it means, it means that the people that are going to destroy the church, the enemy has targeted the members in the church. Do you understand? That is why this is relevant to you. That you become a target. He says, before, we, before they know it, they have become disloyal. They will not know. Give me the message. Give me the message. He says, and all this time, Our enemies were saying they won't know what hits them. Look, the enemy, do you realize that the enemy said they were making plans how they are going to destroy the church? And I'm showing you how the enemy destroys the church. This is how the enemy has destroyed every single church that has been built. By the grace of God, God has given us this secret of how the enemy destroys churches and it's Saddle law, he said. Before they know it, before that means that being this lawyer, being, being someone who rises up to destroy the church, it is not something that comes suddenly, but it creeps on you. You are not aware. He says before they know it. He said they were saying that they won't know what hit them. They won't know among the people. They won't know which one became this lawyer. They won't know what hit them. Before they know it, we will be at their throats. Killing them right and left. Killing them right and left. That will put a stop to their work. And so that is relevant to you who is committed. That one day, you are going to be the one who is at our throat. Because the enemy, when I see the enemy coming, I will protect my throat. But when you are so close I don't expect that my throat. That is why when I sleep with my wife I don't cover my neck. Because I don't expect that she's going to slash my throat. But before you know it may the Lord deliver you from slash. I will sleep peacefully all the time without fear. Amen. But when you are disloyal you have to watch your throat when you sleep. Isn't that so? There are certain wives, when you become disloyal, they cut off certain things from you. Certain throat. If you sleep, if you are disloyal. He says, and all this time, all this time, all this time that we are in the church, all this time that we are saying there's joy in the church. All this time that we were just having our happiness and enjoying and having birthday parties and enjoying ourselves. He said they wouldn't know what hit them. They wouldn't know what hit them. You were part of the birthday organization. You were part of the honoring. You were part of the choir. You were singing. You were part of evangelism. You were part of the instrumentalist group. But they wouldn't know what hit them. Before they know it, we will be at their throats. Killing them right and left. That will put a stop to the work. That will put a stop to the work. Hallelujah. So that is the enemy's greatest weapon against the church. The enemy targets people who are loyal to the church. People who think they stand. So the scripture says, let him that thinketh he standeth. Take heed. The one who feels strong, you are the target for the enemy. You are the one that the enemy will creeps on. You are the one that is going to jump on our throat. You are the one that is going to rise up and say all kinds of things. When we are doing something, you are the one with that single voice. You have been a member for a long time. Committed member, but you are not loyal. Because the enemy has creeped on you and you are not even aware of it. That is why you talk the way you talk. And you think you are committed because you are here all the time. And so commitment is not the same as loyalty. Are you understanding what I'm saying with you? It's not the same. The enemy creeps on people. He creeps on people who are standing blocks. If you are going to destroy a strong building, you're not going to take the small pillars. You're not going to take you're not going to start breaking the wall, this wood here. If you want to bring this out, you're not going to take this wood, but you will target the strong pillars. The strong, the people who are strong, the pillars who the people who have been around for a long time, those are the ones that the enemy will target. So that is why you have to be careful. You have to be careful. Amen. That is why people become disloyal or people who become disloyal are the people who are strong and close. Amen. Dedicated people. They are the ones that the enemy targets. Look, no one joins a church with a heart to be disloyal, no one joins a church with a heart to one time turn against you. Or turn against the church but once you become committed you become a target for the enemy and he said they will know what hit them because our target are for the ones that are committed they will know what hit them it is a secret you don't like my message huh Amen. He says, "Before they know it, will be in their midst. In their midst, are we in the midst of our church? That means you and I are the targets of the enemy. The people who are in our midst are the targets. Hallelujah. The book in this book, they call it the faith column, the faith column. Hallelujah. And because our time is fast spent today, I will pause here, and then." Um, What I'm going to share with you is about the five things. I'm going to talk to you about five things. Five things that cause the work of God to cease. Five things. And then you realize that. You realize how you are going to even identify that this is really the work of the devil. Is that when that thing creeps on one person, and by the grace of God, you see, because the church, we will pray against disloyalty. We pray I go on my knees and I pray against this loyalty. And when we pray, we realize that God will remove such a thing from the church. But that spirit is a spirit it creeps upon another person. It never gets out of the church because that is the enemy's weapon. We cannot eradicate completely disloyalty. But what we can do is that we will learn about disloyalty and we will be on guard about disloyalty. That the enemy will never have victory over us. Put your hands together for the Lord and you may stand to your feet. Let us bring the message to a pause. Let us bring the message to a pause now. Oh. They won't know what hit them our adversaries our adversaries they shall not know neither see till we come in the midst among them and slay them and cause the work to cease that is the enemy's target that is the enemy's strategy that is the enemy's weapon that is how the enemy destroys the church that you will come in our midst committed people people who love the church People who go beyond to do things for the church, people who sacrifice for the church. Thankful and grateful this afternoon. We thank you, Lord, for this great wisdom that you have given us as a church. We thank you, Lord, for teaching us the ways of the enemy. How does from time immemorial of God the enemy has destroyed the church of God? How he has destroyed what the Lord is building father this afternoon we identify him the same forces the same tricks the same weapon that he used during the days of Nehemiah father he's using the same weapon today but this afternoon we identify him and we say Lord we exclude ourselves from attacks of the enemy father it will not be named amongst us that we will not know what hit us but Lord we know the works of the enemy we identify the weapons of the enemy. We identify the ways of the enemy. And we will know when he enters. And Lord, we will resist him and we will oppose him because we have identified him. In the name of Jesus. Guide us, oh O God. Protect us. Even as we stand, O oh God. Father, help us to take heed. He said, let him that think at his standard take heed. May we never fall because of the tricks of the enemy. May we not fall. May we not fall to the prey of the enemy. May we never be a target of the enemy. In the name of Jesus. But Father, when the enemy targets us, give us the strength to resist. Give us the strength to oppose. In the name of Jesus. Where you have placed us. Where you have planted us. May the enemy never remove us. In the name of Jesus. We leave you oh God. We thank you for this great wisdom and this knowledge you say without knowledge your people perish today we have learned about the enemy and we shall stand strong we thank you lord we give you glory and honor in jesus name amen amen oh, jesus now with all eyes closed and every head bowed you are here this afternoon you are saying I need the hedge of the Lord I want the covering of God I want to give my life I want to give all of my life to Jesus I want to be under his cover I want the blood of Jesus to cover me you are saying pastor I want to welcome Jesus Christ into my life I want to give my life to Jesus I want to be born again I want to receive salvation from Jesus Christ If that is your prayer this afternoon, with all eyes closed and every head bowed, wherever you are, just lift up your right hand and I'll pray with you. You are saying, Pastor, pray with me. I want to give my life to Jesus. If that is your prayer, just lift up your right hand and I'll pray with you. Is there anyone here like that? You want to receive Jesus Christ as your Savior. You want to welcome Jesus Christ into your life. Jesus is here to save you. He says, there's more room at the cross. Is there anyone here like that? You want to give your life to Jesus? Just lift up your hand wherever you are and I'll pray with you. Anyone here like that? Is there anyone here like that? Do not leave this place without receiving Jesus. Without receiving Christ. Do not leave this place. Is there anyone here like that? God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Is there anyone here like that? Beloved, you do not know what a waste tomorrow. Perhaps this is the only chance. This is your only day. To hear this invitation i see your hand is there anyone else is there anyone else For to receive jesus christ as your savior anyone else? anyone else anyone else anyone else if you have lifted up your hands i want you to walk up to me here i want to say a short prayer with you take a bold step and come here with me join me here put your hands together for jesus there is another person here there is one more person here you feel in your heart you feel the happiness you feel your hand is trying to lift up to receive jesus christ is waiting for you right here there is one more person there is one more person beloved do not leave this place i feel in my spirit that this is your chance to receive jesus as your savior is there anyone else here anyone else you can hear a small voice talking to you. And he's saying, maybe another time. Today is your day. Today is your day. If you hear his voice, hardly not. Hardly not. Hard not. Is there anyone else? One last chance. I'm giving you one last chance. Anyone else? Lift up your hand and join me here. Anyone else? Okay, why don't you all join me? As we say this yes. prayer, my brother, say this prayer after me. Lift up your right hand and say this with me. Say, Lord Jesus. Lord Jesus. Thank you for dying for me. Thank you for dying for Lord Jesus, me. Lord Jesus, Lord Jesus. I believe you are the Son of God. I believe you are the Son of God. I believe you die for my sins. I believe you died for my sins. This, afternoon, this afternoon. I come before you. Lord Jesus. Lord Jesus, Lord Jesus with, all my sins, with all my sins. Forgive me of my sins. Forgive me of my Grace sins. Cleanse me. me. Purify me. wash me me with your blood lord jesus Jesus. i welcome you into my life life. lord jesus Jesus. be my lord be my my master be my savior savior. please write my name please write my name name. in the book of life Life. thank you jesus for saving me say i am saved i am am born born again i am am washed anew i am am a a brand new person afternoon lord jesus thank you for saving me in jesus name amen father i am thankful and grateful for your son lord your word teaches us that today the heavens rejoice because your son who was once lost is found in your kingdom lord let there be a hedge around him build a hedge around him let the head be visible to the eyes of the enemy. Let the enemy see and say, have you not built a hedge around this child? Have you not protected him? Have you not protected everything that is about him? Have you not pierced the wish of his hand? Father, today, let him be a brand new person and build a hedge around him. We give you praise and honor. We thank you, Lord, for your goodness in Jesus' name. Amen. And by the way,